0: This is Simmering Thoughts, where hosts Ryan Akers and Christine lift the lid and sample slow-cooked thinking on Christian life and theology. This week, we're continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit with guest host Michael Coglin joining Ryan in discussing faithfulness. We hope you grab your Bibles. You'll need it in this episode, and we also hope that at the end of the episode, you will go to your favorite podcast catcher, subscribe, rate, and review Simmering Thoughts. You can also send us an email, simmeringthoughts at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Simmer Thoughts. Let's get started with this week's episode. You know, when big stuff happens, I know who to, I know who to lean on and where, where to lean. I think sometimes we, I think that we wait until it's time to lean on faith, to lean on faith, rather than leaning every morning on god's promises we wait until the seas get rough before we run to you think about the the disciples in the boat when the storm comes up they waited till the storm was about to drown them before they woke jesus up it's like guys you know wake him up a little earlier when the seas start to look like they might be getting rough or better yet trust in the fact that you have him here with you god is with you if you are a believer god is with you god is for you god is bringing you to himself Hey, you know what, whatever I go through here compared to that, that's okay. I can live with it. And it's, it is, man, it is tough in the seat of suffering. If you've not practiced it, if you've not developed the muscles of of the reflex muscles to lean on faith, when the times are easy, when the times get hard, it's really hard to lean on that. And it, and it's a hard lesson. Um, I I
1: say, it can be difficult for a mature Christian. Yeah. So when you're in immaturity still, <clears throat> you have some difficulty. I refer back to the verse you referenced, his mercies never come to an end in Lamentations 3.22. Yeah. And then in 3.23, <clears throat> they are new every morning. And it doesn't say they are refreshed every time you need them or you think <laughs> you need them. Yeah. I mean, God is basically providing this faithfulness and new mercy. Like, every morning, you're getting new mercy. And I'll tell you what, it's because we need it. Yep. And yep. It, it's not just there to bank.
0: When I think about my own sinfulness and so go ahead. the grace I, I need, I need that grace every morning because I you know, I need it every moment because it's just, it's constant.
1: We are woefully unaware at times of that. And <laughs> even when we think we're aware of it, we're probably Unaware is. of it, yep. you know what I mean. Yep. So, it's yeah, it's it's a wonderful gift that that God gives us new mercies every day. Mm-hmm. And when I when I think about what what the topic we're on, like the fruit of the Spirit, that we are to be faithful because He is faithful. That because the Spirit of God indwells me. That should look like something. It looks like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And then we have faith or faithfulness. And, and so my question is, what, what am I supposed to be, like, what does that look like? And to really, you know, kind of break it back down, we've already discussed all this, but what it looks like is believing what God has said and and on the contrary, it's it's not doubting what God has said, and doubt mm-hmm. is is such a virtue in today's society, right? Yeah. And and then the 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 kind of the flip side of it is what we talked about earlier not not believing something that God has not said. So you have you have doubting what He said or believing something He didn't say are kind of both the Unfaithfulness, whereas faithfulness is believing what he said. And one of the things I thought was neat when you were in Lamentations, because you didn't tell me you were going to go there, <laughs> so that was all. That was all like right there at the beginning. Yeah. Is in Lamentations though you you read, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, and then it says at the end of the verse to the soul who seeks him. And and then when I look at Hebrews eleven six, the faith chapter where faith is defined for us, in Hebrews eleven verse six, the the apostle who wrote it writes, And without faith it is impossible to please him and then it specifies for he who comes to God must believe that he is. Mm-hmm. And that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So there's that reference to to seeking God. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. So you're you're talking about the fact that nobody's even going to seek God except by faith. I'm not going to search the scriptures tomorrow morning when I wake up for a God that I don't believe even exists. Right. You know, I'm not going to waste my time. I've already read through the Bible. These atheists say they've read through it five times and now they reject it. I, I'm like, most Christians haven't read it five times. I'm telling you what, atheists aren't reading the Bible five times.
0: And they're, they're certainly not. And, reading But it I'm going to sit
1: there and I'm going to read the thing. Well, sure, but I'm going to read the thing continuously as long as I live because I am seeking God because of the faith that the Holy Spirit rots in my life. What mm. comes out of me is this spirit fruit faith. It's this faith that wants to commune with Jesus Christ and the Father. It's this faith that believes that He is. So when I wake up in the morning and things didn't go my way, and something in the house is broken, and there's, there's things that, I'm, that aren't going the way I want, and there's discord in the family. There's, uh, you know, you might not believe this, but there's discord on t- social media with people. Never. There's all this difficulty. <laughs> that, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the church is having difficulties at times with with unity and and things like that. I still believe that He is. Yes. And and really, the statement He is is to kind of like. The statement, I am, yep. right? Yep. And in God's simplicity, in his faithfulness, in his immutability, he is utterly trustworthy, which faithfulness is faithfulness is a trait that all people carry, Ryan. People who sit on chairs are faithful. They believe the chair is going to hold them. <laughs> people who fly yep. in airplanes are faithful. They believe the plane is going to take Nobody gets on a plane actually believing they're not going to make it. I mean, right. I would be hesitant to, to say nobody, but you know, pe- people aren't seriously doubting when they put their key in their car and turn it that it's going to start. People believe things all the time. They live by faith, and that faith drives them to do things that, that shows that they actually believe in that thing. Yes. And the difference is is that we have a faith in something that can never fail. And that is spirit fruit faithfulness, it's this trusting in the God who is it's the really believing him it's not just it's not just understanding things about him. We know from James the demons believe and, yep. and they even tremble, and yet demons aren't going to heaven. they haven't overcome the world because this is the victory that has overcome the world. Your faith is what it says in first John. Yep. Uh, What, chapter 5, verse 4. And so here's the key is that we have a faith that the Spirit of God gives us. And I, like, it's almost as if I do all I can to crush it sometimes and quench the Spirit in my flesh. Yeah. And so I just, I try to pray that the Lord would continue to work in me. Do you have that experience?
0: Yes. (laughs) It's. Trying to trying to walk in faithfulness for me, I, I find that there are some aspects of it that are easy, um, and some aspects that are more challenging. I actually have an easier time with the big things and being being faithful in big moments. Maybe I should say it that way than with the day to day to day to day the 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 constant. I think part of that's just the way I am wired. I am one of those ADHD types that that it's it's what's in front of me right now is what I'm able to focus on, and it's that long term thinking and the the routine and habit of life is what I struggle with um, you know as we were talking about it, it's a minute ago, I was thinking through uh you had mentioned that that you know without the faith we're just kind of we're, we're, we're just kind of floating along and, and it brought me in my mind uh in a, in a pair of passages that work together uh, and the first one is thinking about uh James. And as he's talking about that, that we come to God in prayer and that we need to pray faith with faith and not doubt. uh, Because when you when you have doubt, you're like something in the ocean just being pushed here and there. It's like a jellyfish. You have no control over what you're doing. And think about Psalm one with the picture of the one who's faithful being rooted by the stream. And that idea of, of having those, those roots and, being solid and secure next to the source uh, as opposed to being floating along in in the world and just kind of whatever whatever wind happens to blow takes you wherever you happen to go Uh, that that's not a very faithful life and that's i think sometimes we catch that in the world and we we kind of we we get it when we're out in the world and we bring it back with us into into our uh, churches and and there's a lot of places where churches are Experiencing the fruit of faithlessness, uh, where the consequences of not having a rooting in faith is is shows up in day to day activities of the church. It shows up in the worship service. It shows up in ministry. It shows up in uh, how they work with each other and how they they work together as a body. And I think we see a lot of harm done by not being grounded on who is God and And not being grounded on trusting in that rather than trusting in what we can accomplish on our own or accomplish by using God for our purposes and uh it you know that those consequences personally and corporately are just drastic and and you see them so quickly uh that when when we leave aside who God is as we decide to do something as a body or as we as as we minister to each other, if we're just ministering in the flesh, we, there's some serious consequences that come to that.
1: Well, and, and <clears throat> you, you brought up the beginning of James, and I want to share a story. It's actually a story I shared with you this morning. Yep. And and it, it, it's, it's one of the things that actually brings my wife and me great comfort in the situation we have right now. Uh, so first, if you, if you look at James 1, verse 2, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, or in a sense, patience. And so, you know, again, patience is a result of faith there. But in in... The verse that you were referencing, let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea and is driven and tossed by the wind. And he's a double-minded man, basically. It, in the context that I read, I see in James one five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him, but let him ask in faith without doubting. Right. So when I see the let him ask in faith, again, right there, the faith is in the promise that God will give wisdom generously, yes. without reproach. It's not a blind ask things in faith. I think sometimes people can misuse that verse. But right. what I wanted to share, though, is for the for the Christian. And I think you agree with me there. Yes, for definitely. the Christian who who is, is a new Christian. Uh, you're gonna have your doubts and you're going to have your things you believe wrongly, okay, so as you mature, we want to always get to that point where we're just counting on God's promises. But for the Christian, the idea that God cannot fail and and that you can 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 act faithfully is actually very liberating. and one of the ways it's it's liberating is that there are so many. Decisions that we make regularly. That there is no Bible verse that says, "Thou shalt not do that, or thou shalt do this." Where you know you got to wake up and decide if you're going to put sugar in your coffee or not. You know, there's there's thousands of decisions on a daily basis where you would think to yourself, "Well, this is kind of a non-God decision. This is just a decision I make." That's kind of the way you think about it. But to the mature Christian who wants to be faithful, really everything you do is in God's economy. Everything you do is somehow subject to God as ruler of the universe who sent his son into the world to suffer and die on a cross and to be raised again so that Mike Coughlin could have eternal life. And... I owe him every fiber of my being, every moment. His commandment says, love him with all my heart and soul and mind and strength. And so so the story I wanted to share is that my wife and I recently bought a house. And we sold our house, and we bought a new house, and we moved, and it's all done, and here we are. And I have been having difficulty with the situation because we spent more money than we were spending before. And there were some very good reasons why we thought this was a good house. Uh, we could see the Lord um, providentially arranging some things in ways that were a little bit unexplainable. But as I, as I told you earlier, I don't, I'm not kind of reading the signs or omens here just because things seem to work out well, I'm not going to say it must be the Lord's will, but where where everything's very liberating for me, Ryan, is, is when I read a verse that says, if I lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Well, you know what? I prayed for wisdom about this decision, maybe more than I've prayed for wisdom about anything in my Christian walk. I was so unsure of what to do because, again, this this was a, I think people might call it adiaphora. Really, I could have bought a house or not, neither was sin for me. And I have a confidence that not because uh, the home purchase was free of difficulty or anything like that, but I have a confidence that because I sought wisdom from God, and he promises to give it and that I didn't doubt him and that I sought counsel from other people I did the wise things before you buy a house yes and so I have some confidence that this was in fact you know a good decision and I'll even go so far as to say this was a faithful choice for me my wife and I made a faithful decision because we we believe that this Change we made is a way to glorify God, uh, eventually, and um, you know by the way we'll use this home. And so there's a lot of liberty that you get because I don't have to be afraid right. that I made a bad decision because a, I can I can somehow trust. Hey, I was faithful. I prayed for wisdom. I tried to do what was wise, and then at the same time, I could make the worst decision in the world. In Romans eight twenty eight is going to still hold true. Yep. God is going to still work all things for the good of all his people and ultimately for his glory, which is what's most important anyway. And uh, so that won't excuse a bad decision, but I can have a little bit of confidence like, Hey, I don't have to be a hundred percent certain of every little decision to know that God will take care of me.
0: Well, we're given that freedom in, in that responsibility, even not really even a freedom. It's a responsibility, to be aware of wisdom and we're given the proverbs and we're given psalms and we're given the old testament and the new testament where there's so much wisdom literature there james is wisdom literature uh, post cross and and you know we get to read these things and glean wisdom and we learn where wisdom can be found we learn to uh, have many counselors and and trusting in those things um, and being being soaked in Proverbs and the Psalms, uh, you know, when you read James, I've said this several times in the last few months, when you read James, it's clear that he is just saturated in the Psalms and Proverbs, because as you go through, it just continually echoes back to things that are talked about in those contexts. And, you know, as we lean on those, as we as we function out what faithfulness looks like, it's trusting the wisdom that we're shown, that God says, Here's what wisdom looks like. Here are the here are the guardrails. You have that area in here. Find wisdom and and walk in it. That's all we have for this episode of Simmering Thoughts. Thank you for listening. We hope you will go to your favorite podcast catcher and rate review and subscribe to simmering thoughts we hope you will share the episode also with your friends both on facebook or twitter or any other means that you have we would love to interact with you as well please send us an email at simmering at gmail.com or through facebook and twitter at simmer thoughts we pray that we have been an encouragement to you and we pray that the lord will keep you and bless you have a great week everyone